And recall when Allah took the covenant from the prophets. Which prophets? All of the prophets. Before the prophets were sent to the earth, all of them were made to take this promise with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just like all the people, when Allah created Adam salam, He took out all of the arwah, all of the souls of human beings. And He took a promise from them, which is known as Ahd Alas, which inshallah we will study about later. And likewise, all the prophets, before they were sent to the earth, they were made to take a covenant with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what was that covenant? That, Lama أَتَيْتُكُمْ Lama, surely whatever, surely whenever, Whenever أَتَيْتُكُمْ I give you min kitabin book, وَحِكْمَةً and wisdom. Meaning whenever you are sent to the earth and you are made a prophet, you are given the scripture and you are also given hikmah. What is hikmah? Wisdom. But it refers to over here, judgment between people. Okay, because the prophets were also given authority to judge between people. Like for example, Suleiman salam, Dawood salam, they were also judges. Okay? They also made judgments between people. The Prophet ﷺ also did that. Musa ﷺ also did that. Which is why we learn about so many stories in which certain cases were brought to the messengers and they gave the answers. So, whenever the scripture is revealed to you and whenever you are given hikmah, summa ja'akum, then he comes to you. Who comes to you? Rasulun, a messenger. In other words, you are sent as a messenger and then, while you are a prophet, another messenger comes. In your lifetime, another messenger comes. If he does come. Okay? And this Rasulun, who does it refer to? It refers to Muhammad wasallam, the last messenger. That if the last messenger were to come in your life, ثُمَّ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ and he, مصدقٌ, he confirms the truthfulness of Lima Marakum of that which is with you. And how does he confirm the truthfulness of that which is with you? Of the scripture that you have? First of all, by his statement. So for example, the Torah is revealed by Allah, Injil is revealed by Allah. Muhammad said that, didn't he? That's the belief that he taught us, that Allah revealed all of those scriptures. Yes, people change them, but that's another story. And secondly, he would do tasdiq how? He would confirm the truthfulness by his hal, by his state. That he would match the description that was given in the previous scripture. You know, if there is a, a book in which something is mentioned that such and such is going to happen. Now when that event happens, when that event occurs, that event is confirming the truthfulness of what was mentioned in the book. Isn't it? And if that event did not occur, or if it was different, then that is not confirming the truthfulness of what was in the book. So when the Prophet ﷺ was exactly as described in the scriptures, then he was musaddiq. You understand? He confirmed the truthfulness of musaddiq in how many ways? In two ways. First of all, through qawl, through words, through his speech. By saying that the Torah is true, the Injil is true. And secondly, by his hal, by his state. Because that matched the description mentioned in the book. So whenever, if he comes in your life, 
and he confirms the truthfulness of that which is with you, then what are you going to do? لَتُؤْمِنُونَ nabi. Promise that surely you will definitely believe in him. تُؤْمِنُونَ la Tawkeed. So much emphasis. That you shall, you will definitely, you must believe in him. That indeed he is true. And not just that, but وَلَا تَنْصُرُنَّهُ And surely you will definitely help him. From Nasr. And again, Tawkeed, Lam, Noon Bushaddad. You will definitely help him. You will assist him in his mission. Why will you believe in him? Because Allah sent him. Why will you help him? Because his mission is the most important. What is the mission of the last messenger? To establish the religion of Allah. Because after him, no other messenger is coming. And if the religion is not established... If the people don't receive the religion, they don't understand it, they don't implement it, then people will be lost forever. Then humanity will be misguided forever. So this is why all the messengers were made to promise that if during your lifetime, the final messenger comes, then you have to believe in him and you have to support him. And this is the reason why Isa salam, when he came, for example, he informed those people who believed in him about the description of the last messenger. So well that the Hawariyun, what did they say? فَكْتُبْنَا They knew, they recognized the Prophet ﷺ and his people so well. How? Because Isa salam told them. So, وَلَتَنْصُرُنَّهُ قَالَ He said, meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, أَأَقْرَرْتُمْ do you all acknowledge? Do you all agree? A question. Aqrartum from iqrar, qaf ra ra. And iqrar is to acknowledge, to accept, to aver. So do you accept it? Do you acknowledge this covenant? Will you abide by this? Wa akhaztum and do you take ala dhalikum upon this isri, my burden, meaning the burden that I'm imposing on you? What burden? The burden of this covenant. The burden of this responsibility. Because the word Isr is from Hamza Sadra and Isr is used for something heavy that burdens a person. And a responsibility is heavy. Responsibilities burden you, don't they? You know, you could be free, you have nothing to do. And if somebody tells you to do something, they've laid a responsibility on you, it is as though you have been weighed down by that responsibility. You can't carry on, you can't continue. Because you have to fulfill that responsibility. So, أَأَقْرَضْتُمْ وَأَخَذْتُمْ عَلَى ذَلِكُمْ إِسْرِي Do you acknowledge? Do you accept? Have you taken on the weight of this responsibility? Will you abide by this? The messengers were asked by Allah. قَالُوا They all replied, أَقْرَرْنَا We acknowledge, we accept. Meaning, yes, we accept this promise. We will do this. If the final messenger comes during our lives, then we will believe in him and we will support him. Qala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Fashhadu, then bear witness, testify. Meaning bear witness over each other. Isa alayhi salam bear witness over Musa alayhi salam. Musa alayhi salam bear witness over Nuh alayhi salam. All of the prophets were told to, Fashhadu, bear witness on each other. That every single one of you has taken this responsibility and has agreed to fulfill this covenant. Wa ana and I, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to Himself, that I am ma'akum along with you min shahideen of those who bear witness. Meaning, I am also a witness to this, that you have agreed to this covenant. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's testimony is sufficient. وَكَفَى بِاللَّهِ shahida. This ayah has been interpreted in two ways. Some people said that Rasul refers to any messenger who comes during the life of the messenger who is present. So for example, Musa a.s., Harun a.s., or Zakariya a.s., Yahya a.s., Isa a.s., Dawood a.s., Sulaiman a.s. So they came at the same time. Okay. However, the description that has been given over here of the final messenger and the context in which this verse has been mentioned and the following verse also, this shows to us that it's referring to the final messenger. And yes, Rasulun, it is nakira. But it doesn't refer to any messenger, but it refers to the messenger, the one who is most important, because his mission was the most important. He was the last final messenger. And helping his cause was crucial. Helping his mission was crucial. Because if he would not succeed, then humanity would be misguided forever, until the day of judgment. And one more thing before we continue, is that, when the messengers made a covenant with Allah, then they were made responsible for believing in the last messenger and also supporting him. Now if the messenger was obligated to believe in him and support him, then what about the followers of that messenger? Would they not be required? Of course. They would be also required to believe in the last messenger and follow him. So that's the point of this ayah. That every messenger made this covenant. He agreed to this. And when he agreed to this, then his people, his followers, are also obligated to observe this. So when Musa agreed to this, then his people are also to do that. When Isa agreed to this, then his people were to do that. That during their lives, if Muhammad came, and he is musaddiq, the signs are clear, then you have to believe and Support him. فَمَنْ تَوَلَّى بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ But whoever turns away after that, whoever turns away after that, after what? After this mention, after this clarification, after all this detail that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving. Meaning whoever turns away from belief in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, after the fact that all of the prophets were made to promise that they would believe in him and help him. If someone turns away, then, فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ Then indeed it is those who are fasiqun, who are sinful, those who are crossing limits. So, in other words, all of the prophets and all of their followers were required to believe in Muhammad wasallam and help him. Now, فَمَنْ تَوَلَّى بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ Is it ever possible that a prophet of Allah who makes a covenant with Allah, he would turn away? No. It cannot even be imagined that a prophet of Allah would turn away. So, who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really addressing over here then? The people, the followers of the prophets. That if anyone turns away, does not believe in the final messenger, does not support him, then, Because even the prophets were required to follow Muhammad sallallahu if he was to come in their life. Which is why once when Umar he had 
something from the Torah and he was reading it, the Prophet ﷺ, when he saw him, he got very upset. And he said, have I not brought you the bayda naqiyah, meaning clear and evident truth? You don't need to read this. And he said that if Musa came to the earth, he would have no choice but to follow me. And Isa ﷺ, when he will return, then what sharia will he follow? The sharia of Muhammad ﷺ. When the Prophet ﷺ went for Isra, the night journey, and all of the prophets were also brought over there, then who led the prayers? The Prophet ﷺ. So all of the prophets were required to follow him, then their nations were also required to follow him. And if someone doesn't, فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ Then they are those who are crossing limits. And this means they are committing kufr. Because major fisk is to commit disbelief. Because you're getting out of the limits of the folds of Islam. فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ Allah questions, أَفَغَيْرَ دِينِ اللَّهِ يَبْغُونَ Are they seeking a deen other than the deen of Allah? When they're turning away from belief in Muhammad wasallam, then what are they going for? What do they want? What are they accepting? A, is it, fa, then, غَيْرَ Besides, other than, دِينِ اللَّهِ The religion of Allah. يَبْغُونَ They're seeking from بَغَيْنِيَ Are they seeking a religion other than the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What is the religion of Allah? The religion that He has revealed. And by the way, the word deen is from Dalianun. And the word applies to jaza, recompense. And it also applies to the condition for that recompense, meaning action. So the word applies to action and its recompense. And the deen is what? The religion is what? Action. Based on which will be jaza, based on which will be recompense in the hereafter. So deen refers to the sharia, the law that Allah has revealed. Because we are commanded to abide by it. We are commanded to act according to it. So are they seeking a deen other than the deen of Allah? Why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala call the sharia the deen of Allah? Why? Why is Islam called the deen of Allah? The religion of Allah? You know when you say this is my religion, it means you practice it. But... What does it mean? I mean, we have to pray. I mean, Allah is God. So why is it called deen of Allah? Because this is the deen that has been revealed by who? By Allah. This is the deen that was brought by all of the prophets of Allah. This is the way of life. This is the law that He, that Allah has legislated for His servants. Allah calls it His religion because He has legislated it. And it also shows its importance. That this is the deen of Allah. Meaning this is the only deen that is acceptable to Allah. This is the only deen that Allah will accept. And it also shows that this is the only deen that is correct. That is best for humanity. That is best for the creation. That is in their best interest. This is just like the body that Allah has made for you, if you say, no, I want to get rid of this hand that I have, and instead I want a plastic hand. What hand is better for you? The plastic hand or the hand that Allah has made for you? Somebody says, I don't like my legs, I'm going to get them chopped off, and I'm going to get fake legs. What's better for him? The legs that Allah has given him or fake legs? 
Somebody says, I don't like my eyes, so I'm going to get them removed. And instead I'm going to have something else installed. If someone were to say that. What's best? What Allah has created or what we can make ourselves? Tell me. If we were to say, get rid of all this oxygen, somehow suck it up, get rid of it, change it to something else. Replace water with coke. What is better for us to use all the time? Water or coke? Water. If we were to say, I don't like oxygen, we need some other kind of gas to breathe. What's best for us? Oxygen or some other kind of gas to breathe? Oxygen. If we were to say, no, we're not going to live on the earth, we're going to go live on some other planet. Can we survive there? We can't even breathe there. So what's best for us? What Allah has made for us. You know why? Because He made you. When He made you, He knows what's best for you. And He has provided that for you. In the physical sense, as well as the spiritual sense. He has provided you your physical nutrition, and also your spiritual nutrition. And if you turn to anything else, if you turn to something different, then you know what? You're going to suffer. You're going to suffer. You are harming yourself. You are depriving yourself. You're being unfair with yourself. If you were to chop off the beautiful functional hand that Allah has given you, that works perfectly fine, and you replace it with something different, you're depriving yourself of the freedom that you could have, of the things that you could do. Your hand can touch and sense, but a fake hand cannot do that. It cannot. So, when Allah has made you, Allah has provided you, He knows you. Likewise, He has also legislated a law for you, a way of life that you should live by. And if you turn to something else, then you're harming yourself. This is why Allah says, أَفَغَيْرَ دِينِ اللَّهِ They're seeking a religion other than the religion that Allah has legislated? How crazy is that? How foolish is that? How illogical is that? How could you turn away from Allah? Um, I know someone who she got hurt and so has lost some of her tooth and now she has to wear a denture. And so every time she eats, she has to take out her denture and she's like, SubhanAllah, like what Allah has given us, we take for granted because there's such like ease in it, you know? And every time she eats, she can't enjoy the food the way she used to, because she has to take out her denture, then put it back in, and it's very simple. Yes, something as small as teeth. The teeth that Allah has made for you, if they break, or for some reason, they have to be pulled out, and they're replaced with a denture, can it ever be the same? No, never, ever. It can never be the same. So when, in our physical bodies, we experience this, that what Allah has given to us, what Allah has made for us is best. Then how is it that when it comes to faith, when it comes to practice, when it comes to law, then we think what is legislated by Allah is not best for us? No, it is best for us. Is it other than the religion of Allah they desire? Walahu aslama. While for him has submitted, walahu aslama. What has submitted for him alone? Man fi wal ard. Whoever that is in the skies and the earth. Meaning everything in the heavens and the earth. Everything has submitted to Allah alone. 
how has it submitted? Taw'an, willingly, wakarhan, and unwillingly. Whether they like it or they don't. Whether they have a choice in that matter or they don't have a choice in that matter. Everything in the heavens and the earth has submitted to Allah. The word taw'an, taw'a'in. To do something willingly, obediently, voluntarily. Karhan, exact opposite. Kafraha. To do something hatefully, grudgingly, reluctantly. So whether the creation likes it or not, whether they have a choice in that matter or they don't have a choice, still they are submissive to Allah. Now think about it. The angels that are in the heavens, the trees that are on the earth, the mountains, the clouds, everything, they have submitted to Allah. And by the way, Aslama, Islam over here is the Kauni Islam, the Qadri Islam. This is literally that they have submitted, meaning they do whatever Allah orders them to do. And Shara'an, the law, there are some people who do that. And those people also who refuse to follow the law of Allah, their bodies, are they not submitted to Allah? Have they not surrendered to Allah? Yes. They don't have a choice in that matter. Somebody doesn't believe in Allah or doesn't accept the religion of Allah. But when the body becomes sick, then... Has the body not submitted to Allah? It has. They don't want the body to submit, but they're helpless. وَلَهُ أَسْلَمَ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ Whoever, anyone that is in the heavens and the earth has submitted to Allah. طَوْعًا وَكَرْحًا That Allah knows what is best for us. This is just like a person who may have serious heart disease and needs a serious surgery. And he says to the doctor, no, no, I don't need it. You doctors don't know anything. Who knows better? The doctor knows, right? And that patient, if he decides not to go for that surgery, he's going to end up harming himself. So Allah knows better. وَلَهُ أَسْلَمَ مَنْ فِي السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ طَوْعًا وَكَوْهًا Everything in the heavens and the earth has submitted to him, willingly and unwillingly. Now, in the earth, a lot of creation. In the skies also, a lot of creation. In Surah Al-Isra, Ayah 44, وَإِمِّنْ شَيْءٍ إِلَّا يُسَبِّحُ بِحَمْدِي Everything glorifies Allah. Surah Al-Nahl, Ayah 48, أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْا إِلَى مَا خَلَقَ اللَّهُ مِنْ شَيْءٍ يَتَفَيَّأُ ظِلَالُهُ عَنِ الْيَمِينِ وَالشَّمَائِلِ سُجَّدًا لِلَّهِ The shadows, Allah says they're prostrating to Allah. The shadows of everything. Right and left, prostrating to Allah. So everything... By choice or without choice, has surrendered to Allah. In Surah Al-Ra'd, Ayat 15, وَلِلَّهِ يَسْجُدُ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ طَوْعًا وَكَرْهًا وَإِلَيْهِ يُرْجِعُونَ And to Him they will return. Meaning, in this world, during this time, they are submissive to Allah. And when their time ends, then they return to Allah. And no one other than Allah. He has absolute authority over the entire creation in this world as well as in the hereafter. And if you think about it, وَإِلَيْهِ تُرْجَعُونَ If you don't submit now, eventually you are returning to Allah. Eventually your body is going to die and your soul is going to leave and you will go back to Allah. So don't you worry about that? Aren't you concerned about that? Don't you fear that? How much can you avoid the deen of Allah? How much can you? For some time. But eventually you're going to Him. There's no escape from Allah, but to Allah. وَإِلَيْهِ يُرْجِعُونَ So, O oh people, if you don't accept the deen of Allah, then remember, 
your body is submissive. Then remember that everything in the heavens and the earth, and there are many creatures who are already submissive to Allah. Allah does not need your worship. When you worship, you benefit yourself. And it doesn't make sense that you have submitted to Allah kaunan, then why don't you submit to Allah shara'an? When physically you are submissive in the sense that your body can only operate in the way that Allah has decided, then why don't you operate in other ways the way that Allah has legislated? It doesn't make sense. وَإِلَيْهِ يُرْجَعُونَ Let's listen to the recitation. وَإِذْ أَخَذَ اللَّهُ مِيثَاقَ النَّبِيِّينَ لَمَا آتَيْتُكُمْ مِنْ كِتَابٍ وَحِكْمَةٍ ثُمَّ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مُصَدِّقٌ لِمَا مَعَكُمْ لَتُؤْمِنُنَّ بِهِ وَلَتَنْصُرُنَّهِ قَالَ أَأَقَرْتُمْ وَأَخَذْتُمْ عَلَى ذَلِكُمْ إِصْرِي قَالُوا أَقَرَرْنَا قَالَ فَاشْهَدُوا وَأَنَا مَعَكُمْ مِنَ الشَّاهِدِينَ فَمَنْ تَوَلَّى بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ فَأُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ أَفَغَيْرَ دِينِ اللَّهِ يَبْغُونَ أَفَغَيْرَ دِينِ اللَّهِ يَبْغُونَ وَلَهُ أَسْلَمَ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ طَوْعًا وَكَرْهًا وَإِلَيْهِ يُرْجَعُونَ So the same Lord who has created us, who has created the heavens and the earth, who has absolute authority over us, over our bodies, our circumstances, our life, our death, He is the one who has sent the messengers. He is the one who has sent Muhammad wasallam. He is the one who has sent Islam as the deen. And if a person turns away, then he is only, he is only harming himself. Because ultimately, all people return to Allah. Now, in the covenant that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took from all of the prophets, we learn that the status of the Prophet was very high of the final messenger. He was a very important messenger. And like I mentioned earlier, why? Because he was the final messenger. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Nuh the first messenger who brought the message of Tawheed. Allah is the one who chose Ibrahim salam, who sent Musa salam, who sent Isa salam, and finally at the end he sent Muhammad salam, to conclude the guidance that he had sent. And this guidance is preserved for the benefit of all humanity. And if anyone turns away saying that he was an Arab, that he was not sent for us, or there's this thing that I don't like, or this thing that I don't agree with, then too bad. Only he is harming himself. And we also see that believing in the Prophet ﷺ is something that is the only way to success now. If all of the Prophets were to believe in him, and if anyone would turn away, he would be a fasiq. That means if a person rejects Muhammad ﷺ, then his religion, his faith, 
his actions will not be accepted. So it is crucial. It is of utmost importance to believe in the prophethood of Muhammad wasallam. And believing in that means believing as well as supporting. Two things the messengers were required to do. Believe as well as support. Now, the prophets, they were not present when Muhammad wasallam came. But their followers were present. Right? Their ummah. That was still there. And we see that Muhammad ﷺ was supported by some people. Those people who believed in him. And we call them the Sahaba. The companions of the Prophet ﷺ. How did they help him? In what way? How did they assist him? They gave him food and water? They gave him money? They built a nice house for him? They provided him servants? So that he could live a very comfortable, happy, easy life? Yeah? Or they just praised him in front of his face and khalas? They helped spread the message of Islam. And that began how? By suffering with him. When the Prophet ﷺ was in Mecca, and he was abused, and he was persecuted, and he was boycotted, then the people who believed in him suffered along with him. When the Prophet if someone waged war against him, then those who supported him, they defended the Prophet ﷺ. And it didn't matter whether that individual was a man or a woman. You know about Umm Ammara? One of the Sahabiyat, one of the female companions, how she participated in battles defending the Prophet ﷺ. At the Battle of Uhud, the Prophet ﷺ said that people were trying to attack him. Wherever he looked, he saw Umm Ammara. Anyone dare to come and hurt the Prophet ﷺ, she would come and give it. And she came with several wounds. Imagine a woman. So they helped the Prophet ﷺ. And then when the Prophet ﷺ passed away, was that the end? No. The Sahaba, they didn't stay in Medina. You know, they left Medina. They went out in order to call people to Allah, in order to spread the message. And here we are, we think, we believe in the Prophet ﷺ. We will sing some songs of praise when his birthday comes. And yes, we love him and we're supporting his mission. Is that it? Is this the way we support the mission of the messenger? No. This is not the way the mission of the messenger is supported. If we want to be of those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises, who are the actual followers of the Prophet, then we need to support the mission of the Prophet ﷺ. We need to be of who? The Ansarullah. The Ansarullah. Just as the Hawariyun said, we are the Ansarullah. Because there's no other way to success. The only way to success is to practice this deen, to be of the Rabbaniyin, to worship Allah and also to spread the same teachings. And you can't do that except by fulfilling the mission of the Messenger, by helping him. Allah says, قُلْ Say, آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ We believe in Allah. Proclaim this. Let this be known. That you Muslims, آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ We believe in Allah. In His existence, in His Lordship, in the fact that He is the only one deserving worship, in His names and attributes, that He is one. We believe in Allah. وَمَا أُنزِلَ عَلَيْنَا And we believe in all that has been sent to us. Whether it is the Qur'an or the Sunnah. All that has been revealed. وَمَا أُنزِلَ عَلَىٰ إِبْرَاهِيمِ And all that was sent down to 
Ibrahim, the Khalil of Allah, the Abu Al-Anbiya. What was he given? Suhufi Ibrahim, as mentioned in Surah Al-Najm and Surah Al-A'la. What Ismail, all that Ismail was given, what was he given? We don't know. But we believe. Because if Allah said He gave him something, whatever it was, we believe in it. What Ishaq, what was he given? Again, we don't know. But whatever it was, if Allah has said He gave him something, we believe in that. وَيَعْقُوب and Yaqub again whatever he was given we believe in it وَالْأَسْبَاطِ who are the Asbat? the prophets from among the Bani Israel from among the descendants of Yaqub وَمَا أُوتِيَ مُوسَى وَعِيسَى and we also believe in all that was given to Musa and Isa notice Unzila has not been said أُوتِيَ what was Musa given? and what was Isa given? only scripture? No, along with scripture, they were also given many miracles. For example, Musa a.s., the miracle that the staff would perform, the stick that he had, the glowing hand. Isa a.s., many, many miracles. So everything that Musa and Isa were given, one Nabiyun and the rest of the prophets, mir Rabbihim from their Lord, we believe in everything. لَا نُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِّنْهُمْ We do not discriminate, we do not differentiate between any of them. نُفَرِّقُ from تَفْرِيق فَارَقَافْ Meaning, we are not biased in our belief that we believe in one messenger and we disbelieve another. Or we believe that Musa was a messenger but Allah did not give him a scripture. No. لَا نُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِّنْهُمْ We believe in all of the messengers equally. We believe in Musa alayhi salam just as we believe in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, We believe in Isa alayhi salam, just as we believe in Nuh alayhi salam. All the messengers, we believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them. Yes, there is a difference in their status. فَضَّلْنَا بَعْضَهُمْ عَلَى بَعْضٍ But we have to believe in all of them. لَا نُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِّنْهُمْ وَنَحْنُ لَهُ مُسْلِمُونَ And we are submissive to who? Only Him. Only Allah. We submit only to Allah and no one else. We don't submit to our desires. We don't submit to our biases that just because there is a prophet from Arabs, we're not going to believe in him. No. We submit to Allah. Not our wishes, not our biases. We devote our worship sincerely to him. Notice it hasn't been said, and we also believe in whatever will be revealed after us. Because there is no scripture that's going to come after the Qur'an. The Qur'an is a last and final scripture. Now what do we learn in this verse? About the obligation of iman. In who? First of all, in Allah. Secondly, in whatever that He has sent. And thirdly, in whoever He has sent. Whether we know or we don't know. And if a person rejects, any scripture or any messenger, then his iman is not acceptable. Because we are to believe in all and everything. All that Allah sent and everything that He revealed. Then we also learn in this verse about the obligation of submission to Allah alone. That we are to submit to Allah alone. This was the message of the prophets and this is what we need to do too. Submit to Him alone. Not to a human being, not to a prophet, think of him as God, not to a scholar, no, only Allah. But does this mean that we don't listen to other people at all? 
So if somebody's telling us, please bring me a glass of water, or if somebody's telling you, do your lesson, you say, no, no, I only submit to Allah. Yeah? What does it mean by submitting to Allah alone? That when it comes to ibadah, we only worship Allah. When it comes to a command that Allah has given, then we obey Him, even if others say, do something else. So if somebody tells us to do something that contradicts the command of Allah, then we don't listen to Him. Rather, we listen only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because لا طاعة لمخلوق في معصية خالق There is no obedience to the creation in disobedience to the Creator. One of the scholars, he said something very beautiful regarding this matter, that it is not obligatory for a person to obey his parents with regards to a matter that benefits him and does not harm the parents. Meaning, if the parents are stopping a person from doing something, let's say the mother says, son, don't go to the masjid. It's very cold, don't go. And the son says, yes, it's cold, but I can wear my jacket and I can sit in the warm car and I can drive. The weather conditions aren't that bad. I can go. So, in this case, should he listen to his mother or not? No. Why? Because when he disobeys the mother, then he is benefiting himself by fulfilling his obligation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has imposed on him, going to the masjid, praying in jama'ah. And at the same time, his mother is not going to suffer. Okay? But if the mother says, Son, don't travel because I need your help. I have my doctor's appointments. I need your help. Don't travel to the other city to attend a class because I need your help right now. Then what should the son do? Then he will stay. He will listen to the mother. Why? Because if he doesn't listen to her, then she will suffer. He will benefit, but she will suffer. So, yes, we have to look. What is in my benefit? How can I do something that Allah will be happy with? Right? I want to do that. But if your parents, your elders, your friends, your relatives, they are stopping you, then will you stop? No. You will only stop if they will suffer. If they will suffer great harm. And I'm not saying suffer as in they will miss you. And they'll say, oh, please don't be away from me even for five minutes. No. When they will really suffer. Okay? وَنَحْنُ لَهُ مُسْلِمُونَ Because we are to submit only to Allah. And another important thing we learn here, that in everything that a person does, whether it is قَوْل or فَعْل or tark, leaving something, saying something, doing something, leaving something. A person must keep asking himself, is this in submission to Allah? Because we Muslims, that's what we say. وَنَحْنُ لَهُ مُسْلِمُونَ We submit to Allah, we submit to Allah. If you are Muslim, you submit to Allah. But are you really submitting to Allah? Are we really submissive to Allah? Because we say, we do, but are we actually submitting to Allah? In the words that we're speaking, in the actions that we're doing, or in the actions that we're not doing. Because sometimes we tend to deceive ourselves. That we say, yes, I'm being a very good person, I'm a Muslim, I submit to Allah. But are we really? Or are we submitting to our desires? So keep analyzing yourself. Keep checking yourself. Because a Muslim is Rabbani. He worships the Rabb. He 
lives according to the commands of Allah and he submits to Allah. And if we have not become Rabbani, then we have not earned the fruit of all of the study. Let's listen to the recitation. قُلْ آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَمَا أُنزِلَ عَلَيْنَا وَمَا أُنزِلَ عَلَىٰ إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَإِسْمَاعِيلَ وَإِسْحَاقَ وَيَعْقُوبَ وَالْأَسْبَاطِ وَمَا أُوْتِيَ مُوسَى وَعِيسَى وَالنَّبِيُّونَ مِنْ رَبِّهِمْ لَا نفرق بين أحد منهم ونحن له مسلمون